Welcome to episode three of The Viking Voice. Happy Tuesday to you. Hoping this week two finds you well. Hi, everybody. Welcome to a new week. So we have uh, week two of homeschool happening right now. First, I'd just like to know how are you changing your plans for week two, Mr. Scudder? What lessons have you learned? I read an article from some really good teachers over in the Detroit area, and they gave some tips about homeschooling. And one of them was to set up a spot in the house where the kids go and they know that that's where they're going to do the school stuff. So I set up a little area off of my bedroom and we, we set up a little, little classroom and I posted it on Instagram so you guys can see that. It, uh, it works really well. Like they were really into it. So that was one change that I've already made. Um, how about you? Yeah, I've learned a little bit. I've, I've taken my lessons and applied them into week two so far. And one thing we learned is we have to split the two children up. Ooh. That is usually much more productive. Mm-hmm. So we have a space, like you said, in the basement that Evan works and then I mostly work with Patrick while Dan works with Evan. So divide and conquer has been Good. helpful. Thanks. And I think the other thing is just my personal attitude. I've tried to have a little bit of an attitude adjustment, kind of let things go a little bit where I'm not so obsessed with controlling every minute of the day. So um, that's been helpful too. not feeling I've kind of given myself permission to not accomplish all of it. I totally agree something has to get pushed or something gets passed on we might just have to do that and that's okay so yeah i think that's good for for any students listening to like find a spot in your house even if it's a corner and you know when you go in that corner that's when you're going to work on stuff if you're at your kitchen table and there's regular family chaos happening it's it's really hard to focus so if you can just find if you have a room go to a room but if you can just find a place where when you get there you know you're going to do some work so have you sent out any work to students? I will be sending out a little something tomorrow, which I'll talk about in a moment. Okay. Um, but the other thing I wanted to mention for students, I know for me, because the majority of my friends are parents, uh, a lot of moms posting about feeling like they're just not measuring up. And so I gave somebody this advice last week and I thought I'd pass it on to students who are listening. One thing I said is that you really, because you're in a completely new situation where this is unprecedented and you're just learning as you go, you really can't hold yourself to the same expectations that you would for the reality that was two weeks ago, mm -hmm. right? That, that reality doesn't exist right now. And so trying to do it all and be it all, it's not going to, it's not going to happen. And so right. you have to change your expectations for your new situation. Don't beat yourself up. You know, don't be too hard on yourself and readjust your bar. Right. Totally agree. And I just want to mention one more thing. Um, if you, if you haven't went to the Hopkins public schools website, there's a whole spreadsheet filled with resources. So there may be some parents listening. Um, uh, students, if you're struggling, you're like, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. Should I just do textbook work? If you want to engage your brain, um, go to this uh, Hopkins Public School site, click the resources link, and this spreadsheet will pop up. 
and if you go about halfway down, it'll say secondary resources and all four of your subjects are there. You have links to the Khan Academy information that Mr. Stockwell gave to students before we left where you enter in your scores and all that and it makes kind of a little program for you based on those scores uh, as well as some other fun resources uh, that uh, have been put together. So uh, don't forget about that. Speaking of, I have a little fun resource that I'm going to be sharing out tomorrow. As I said earlier, it's a great time to introduce this. But if you are a student who is missing my science class, which I know you all are, especially if you missed playing Legends of Learning, it's a site where all of the games on the site are tied to specific state standards. So you can go to any science standard for middle school and there are games that are surrounded by that standard. So just so you know, that is available for you to play from home. I know that's gonna be really exciting news to a lot of you. I'll be sending out a playlist tomorrow but fun fact, you don't have to wait for that playlist. You can actually play from home. Just a reminder that when you log in, you can just log in with Google because it is synced with my Google Classroom. So you don't even have to remember a login or password. And you can just click on play from home and you have all of those games available to you. So that's another fun resource that you can use. That's that's good. There's another one I'm, I'm about to send out. We've been playing... Um, uh, in the, and most students have really liked this. The Brain Pop uh, website has so many fun games. The Bill of Rights game uh, people seem to like and, and the um, Branches of Power game. But this next one I'm about to unleash on you, I think we might have some students that get into it. It's called Stack the States. I'll send it through Google Classroom tomorrow, uh, but you can look it up. There's applications up for your phone. Uh, if you have uh, a cell phone that you're uh, you can download applications. There's also a website, but it is geography based. We're about to start talking in history class about the expansion of the United States after 1800. And this game is really fun. I, I got to play it yesterday for a while, and I, I think it's, it's going to be one of those games where students will actually have a good time doing it. So uh, stack the states. Let's talk about what what we've heard from students recently. First of all, I wanna give a shout out to Dahlia Veldhaus because if you remember last Friday, I talked about switching out the vegetable oil hmm. because I didn't have any. Yep. And she emailed me and she said her family substitutes applesauce for vegetable oil in recipes because it is healthier and you can't taste the difference. So thank you so much for that fun fact. I that the next time I make brownies, I'm going to put applesauce in them instead. So I did pick that up at the store. So I appreciate that, Dahlia, for that, that healthy tip. I will be making use of that. Thank you, Dahlia. I have never heard of such a thing. Me either. Amazing. And I did screw up. Uh, I said it was Dahlia's birthday last week. It was not. It was Delia's birthday. Oh. And, yeah. I, I got a, a pretty stern uh, message from, from Dahlia. So, Dahlia, I apologize. Delia, if you're listening, happy birthday last week. Did we check and see if we have any birthdays this week? Mrs. Weibel, we sure do. The birthday, they just continue in March. This is our, our busiest month for birthdays. Monday's birthdays, Jocelyn and Zach. Tuesday, 
which will be the day most of you will be listening, Tally's birthday. And that is it for this week. Happy birthday, everybody. Happy birthday, you guys. Happy birthday! So we did have one voicemail come in from Ellie Seabright, and here's what she had to say. Hi, Mrs. Wabble and Mr. Scudder. This is Ellie. Um, it's so cool to hear your guys' voices and stay updated on everything that's going on. And also, it was awesome to learn that Hallmark is showing their Christmas movies right now because I have so much time on my hands, so I probably will get to watch those. Um, One thing I've been doing, or my family's been doing, to spread joy is we've been trying to go grocery shopping for our neighbors who are a little bit older and are scared to go out, which we completely understand. So we've been trying to help them out by go grocery shopping for them, but a lot of the stuff in the stores is gone, so sometimes it's kind of difficult. Um, A couple things we've, my family and I have been doing to stay occupied is I've been reading my book from Mrs. Quiz class. We've been doing a lot of Wii Sports tournaments, and I've been working out just just in case we get to play sports this year and a lot of family board games and just a lot of fun. So I can't wait to see you guys. Ellie, thank you so much for calling in. I'm so happy to hear that you're going to be making use of the Hallmark movie marathon. I did watch personally two Hallmark Christmas movies over the weekend. So Mr. Scudder, my count is only up to two, but it is sure to increase as the weeks go on. Well, you see on the on the agenda here, I have how many Hallmark movies have you watched? And so it's at two. I got you. Now, can you tell us the plot? What what, what kind of juicy plots did we hear? Or did well, we- you know they're all the same. I know it's cheesy, but I just love them. I know. It's, it's a nice reprieve from what's going on outside my front door, you know, out in the world. So... It's nice to have that. So Ellie, thank you for mentioning that. Also, I think it's awesome that you and your family are are taking on grocery shopping for other residents who can't get to the store because they are at a higher risk for this illness. I think that's an awesome way to help people out, to bring joy to other people. I think that's an awesome thing. So kudos to your family. Mr. Scudder, you have done a little something to bring some smiles to other people. Let's hear about that. Are you talking about the the sidewalk chalk and your teddy bear? So we live in a in a subdivision, and, and it's a fairly big one. So there's a lot of families, uh, a lot of walkers. Uh, we have a pretty active community here up in Little Belmont, and we started a chalk a sidewalk chalk um, thing about two days ago. People just writing little messages, painting pictures. Somebody put Forky on their driveway and you guys know my love for Forky. There is um, a, a lot of inspiring uh, words being written down and it's it's pretty cool to see. Sadly, last night it snowed and all the sidewalk chalk ran everywhere. So now you oh. walk the streets of um, our, our little subdivision and there's just runny chalk everywhere. But the, it was a thought that counts and when it gets warmer, we'll come back to it, I'm sure. The other thing, we, we did a shamrock search around the neighborhood and that went over pretty well so just my wife started a new one where for the little kids we started putting teddy bears in the windows and uh, we see the kids walking around looking for teddy bears and counting them how many they can count so uh, if you have neighbors you know and you, you're in contact with them it's kind of fun to get something like that started you, you start to you know we're physically distant but we can still you know connect in some fun ways like that 
I think that's a great idea. I have a friend in her neighborhood for St. Patrick's Day. They put rainbows in their windows. So they did illustrations of rainbows and hung them up in their windows for people to see when they drove by or walked by. Yep. I thought that was kind of a good idea too. So that's a great way that you can kind of spread some happiness during this time. So how's the Christmas lights going? I have not put up my Christmas lights. Uh, I don't think my husband would be into bringing back inflatable Santa, but that would really be the easiest <laughs> thing. Right. I did see that in Middleville, they had like a Christmas light show. Whoa. Um, there was a little news report on that where everybody put their Christmas lights up. So the other thing I was thinking is it would be really fun to do. I don't know if you saw the teachers who did the parade through the neighborhood. They I drove did. through. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. It'd be fun to do a little parade in your neighborhood, just driving through, you know, blast some really funny music or something and, and give a wave to people. So there you go, eighth graders. Mrs. Weibel just gave you permission to grab your parents' keys, get into their cars, and start a parade. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I don't know. You've got to have, you must have gone through driver's training first. Okay. <laughs> don't break the law. But we do want to hear from you. What are you doing? Um, thank you, Ellie, so much for calling in and letting us know. Just so you know, any of you can just hit that message button, leave us a voicemail. We'd love to play it on our podcast and share what's going on out there with you. Yeah, we're, we're getting a lot of, uh, I see a lot of people on Instagram will reply to, to posts and things like that. So uh, we're going to try to push some more information out through Instagram as far as this podcast go. Our, our listening counts are down a bit. Uh, so we, we want to get some more information and we really want to hear from more than just, you know, the few people that have, are emailing and, and sending us voicemails. So uh, look for that. We should probably talk about what happened Monday here, this shelter in place that mm. has occurred. I did have a, a couple students reach out and just say they, they were a little concerned about the shelter in place, what's going to happen. And the truth is that for most people, not a whole lot is going to change. Number one, it's through the same date we were supposed to be off school through our spring break week anyway. So that's not going to change anything. And the other thing is we were supposed to have been staying home in the first place, right. right? And only going out grocery shopping and stuff when we absolutely had to. So for the majority of people, nothing should really change for you in terms of your everyday today life. Now, when you get into people who are employed in certain jobs, yes, that's going to be, there's going to be a difference there. So what can you do? Mr. Scudder, we have a list of things that you can still do, activities that are are not prohibited under the shelter in place. Right. I think this is important that we know what we can do. So here is, according to the executive order in Michigan, you can go to the grocery store or pick up takeout food. So get out to CDs. You can take out pizza from there. It is delicious. I highly recommend it. Number two, you can go to the pharmacy to pick up your needed prescriptions probably want to bring your parents for that one. You can, and this is the probably the biggest one for me. I was, I was really hoping to see this. It says you can engage in outdoor activities like walking, hiking, running, biking. Now they still want you to do physical uh, distancing. So you've got to be, you know, six, they say six feet away. 
Um, I went for a run on Saturday with some friends and we stayed, yeah, we tried to stay five or six feet away and it worked out pretty well. So get outside and move your bodies. Uh, you can go to the hospital or secure any care necessary to address a medical emergency or to preserve your health or the health of a loved one. You can fill up your car with gas. And as Mrs. Weibel said, feel free to grab your parents' keys and just get on out there. Yes. You and ironically, <laughs> gas is the lowest it's ever been at a point where none of us can go anywhere. It's no, just worked out that way. No kidding. It was $1.64 uh, when I drove this morning. And I've never seen it that low since I was in high school. I don't believe yeah. it. Crazy. Yeah. Um, you can, let's see, you can return to Michigan to a home or place of residence from outside the state. So if you're on vacation and you're listening to this, feel free to drive right into Michigan. You'll be fine. Just go home. You can leave the state for a home or residence elsewhere. That does not include a vacation rental. It doesn't include Disneyland. That place is closed anyway. But you can leave the state as long as you're going to a home or a residence elsewhere. And finally, you can walk your pets and take them to the veterinarian for needed medical care. So there's a lot of everyday life that you can still live. Just be cautious. Things that you should not be doing, like hanging out with a group of friends at the beach, that's probably frowned upon, not, not a smart decision. But, you know, playing in the backyard with your siblings, riding around on your quads or, or anything like that, being outdoors is still okay. Yeah. So there's a here's four things. So there's four things that says you cannot do. And let me read these to you. And then I got to tell you about my mom real quick. So it says you may not leave home to work unless your employer designates you as a critical infrastructure worker. Uh, you may not participate in any public gatherings, no public gatherings. You cannot visit someone in the hospital, nursing home, or other residential care facility, and you cannot go to the mall or eat at restaurants. Those yeah. are the things you cannot do. So, in those precautions, I think were already in place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So all the restaurants were takeout only, anyway. Right. But they still are. Yeah. So you sure. can still get food. Right. Now, I got a question for you, Mrs. Weibel. Yeah. And I don't know the, the truth of this. I was listening to a podcast earlier today, and they were talking about if they brought take home, take out food into their house, that they microwave it for 20 seconds, and that would remove any sort of bacteria or virus from the food. Do you know any truth to that? I do not. Okay. Um, I will tell you that there has not been a single case that's been traced to food right um there's no evidence that the virus spreads through consumption of food oh okay so i've been ordering takeout and i have not been taking any extra precautions other than wash your hands mm -hmm. before you eat right and that's really it i mean even if you're gonna handle something in a takeout container you know, open that container up, wash your hands, and then eat it. People who are in food service, they are having to kind of bump up what were already pretty good standards of health. 
right? Mm -hmm. In terms of food preparation, food packaging, and all that, they've had pretty good standards that they had to file to begin with, and they have put even higher standards in place. So the risk of getting this illness through takeout food, I would say, is pretty darn low. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Let me tell you about my mom real quick. So my mom works, she's an office manager for a small manufacturing business. She's been there for a really long time. And um, she is in one of the job sectors, the defense uh, department that will allow you to continue to go to work. Now, she doesn't work for the defense department. Don't get the wrong idea. Um, okay. This is a small outfit. They make like valves for aircraft. And she said they got a letter today. And they got they had to hand these letters out to everybody so that they'd carry them around. If anybody asked them, you know, what are you doing? They can show these papers. And I thought that that was kind of weird. Don't you think? That is actually exactly what has been done in other countries. Right. Italy specifically that has been done mm -hmm. as a way to make sure people who are out have a true responsibility or obligation, reason to be out in the world during this time. Mm -hmm. I'm not surprised by that. Yeah, I was kind of taken aback. I was like, wow, this feels like it's Germany in the 1940s or something. Or, yeah, like, there's something dystopian right? about it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And that kind of brings me to a couple points I wanted to make uh, about about history. This is this is just unprecedented, unprecedented stuff. We don't really have anything to compare this event to in history. The, the closest we can come, and I said this on the last podcast, is uh, we're in a kind of a war footing where we're, we're at war with a virus and we're, we're, taking job, we're taking businesses that were doing one job and moving them over to do another job. And the case of ventilators is a perfect one. Um, uh, a SpaceX is going from making aircraft parts to, or spacecraft parts to making ventilators. And GM is doing the same thing and many, many others. So we don't have much to compare it to. And the other thing I wanted to mention, I, I was reading an article yesterday and it talked about during this time, because it is unprecedented, people are having different experiences as they go through this. And if you think about it, you know, families range in, in different sizes, obviously. Some families are large, large and they're all contained in a house. And that's, that's tough. There's a lot of you know, tension, stress, uh, irritability, uh, don't have to explain that to, to all of you that have large families, you know, just being together for, for this long is, is tough. Um, but the other part of it is that some people are all alone and really lonely. Uh, my grandmother, I've, I've mentioned before, she's all by herself. And she's said to a lot of family members, you know, it's one thing to talk on the phone, but it's, it's, it's a real bummer. I can't see people in real life unless I'm six to 10 feet away. So um, my, my point of this is when you interact with people on the phone or, or you're doing, you know, FaceTime or, or Zoom or whatever you're using, just be aware that your experience might be different than someone else's experience and be empathetic with them. Um, kind of know um, that they might be going through some stuff. You might not be going through some stuff, but they might be. So keep that in mind when you talk to people. Yeah, that's a good point. I do want to point out a couple of things. Um, 
One is we seem to have these two extremes in society where people think on the one side, this is overdone, you know, this is too much. And then on the other side, we have not enough's being done. You know, we're not moving fast enough. And I wanted, I heard something interesting and I wanted to just bring that up in that as we continue with this shelter in place, it's going to feel like as numbers go up, is this really working? There's going to be a period of time where even with everybody staying in place, the numbers are going to continue to go up. And there's two reasons for that. One reason is just our testing. As we get more tests, as we test more people, the numbers are going to go up. But the other is that our current numbers actually are reflecting past human interactions. So there's a there's a lag between our practices and what we do in society and the effects of that. So the numbers that you're seeing now are actually a reflection of a society that was in place one to two weeks ago. And so hopefully as we continue and those numbers go up, you're gonna get to a point where you kind of feel like, gosh, is this even working? Why are we doing this? Push through it and stay home because we won't see the effects of our current norms for many weeks to come. So I did want to bring that up. So the the one thing that I wanted to to say to that point was the 14 day um, kind of this uh, period of time from when if if you did get the coronavirus, if you got COVID-19, there seems to be the information coming from uh, most of the health professionals is that, you know, you are uh, you are able to pass that on for for at least a 14 day period in that symptoms might not, you might not even uh, have symptoms and that you could be passing it on. So you might feel just fine. And those 14 days, anybody that you're having contact with, you could potentially be passing that too. So we need to, you know, we got to sit this thing out. And I, I saw a couple of posts today, people saying, if you are home and you are watching TV, you are saving lives. Um, and I think that's, uh, there's a, there's a point there. So. Absolutely. And obviously it's serious enough that we do this, that the Olympics have been postponed. I saw that. They have been postponed to 2021. They've been pushed back a year. And I don't know, maybe you do. What does that mean for our our rotation every four years? Is it just going to be three years between the next? I would guess by, yeah. And that information came out from just one of the heads of the Olympic committee. I don't know if he just snuck it or leaked it out. Uh, I'm not sure. They haven't officially said it's postponed, but this one guy in the committee said that it is. So it it's, I don't think it's officially confirmed, but you can read between the lines. I, I, I was expecting this a week ago. Yeah. I don't see how they can do that and have these people from all over the place come together at this time during a world pandemic. I would say that's probably not a good idea. Yeah, a lot of the countries had already said they weren't sending athletes at regardless, like Canada said, no, we're not sending our athletes. And, and there's a few others. So it was to be expected. Another sad, sad sports event happening through this crisis. There are so many disappointments right now, but let's talk about silver lining stuff. Again, we try to focus on this. One thing mm-hmm. that I'm going to try this week, and I'll report out how it goes. My friends and I are going to have a game night. We're thinking of doing it 
over Zoom. So mm-hmm. it would be completely virtual. And so I, I'm open. I'd like to hear people's game night suggestions. What are some games you can play virtually? We've talked about maybe something that has to do with like rolling dice, because I feel like everybody would have a pair of dice at their house. Mm-hmm. Or something to do with a deck of cards, because I feel like everybody's got at least a deck of cards in their home. Or there's other things too, like a would you rather kind of style game. But I'm just interested in hearing su- other people's suggestions for virtual game night. What what are some things that you think would be fun? The other thing is I did bring home my document camera. So I'm wondering like if I did Zoom, I could probably broadcast the game board of any game Ooh, smart. to all my friends and then you know, we could roll the dice in our own homes and I can move the pieces. I don't know. We'll see. I just, uh, I don't know. I'm kind of brainstorming some ideas. I'd love to hear what other people think. Yeah. Other suggestions. Well, we did one. And as we were doing it with the kit, with my boys, uh, I realized that this is kind of fun for, it could be fun for adults too. If you made it, if you just kind of tweaked it a little, we did a house scavenger hunt the other night. And we got two shoe boxes. We printed off a list of uh, uh, items in the house, just everyday items. Um, Beck was on um, Jess's team. Jude was on my team. And we had to get this list of 15 items within 10 minutes. And they all had to fit in the shoe box. So it was like, get something that's green. Get something that started with a letter B. Um, get something that's fluffy. It was really fun. Um, and I could see maybe that being something that people could could do uh, if you change the rules and made it kind of more adultish. But uh, yeah, even if you just said something like, "Okay, we'll do points. First person back here with a spatula." <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like you could yeah. just like race to find things in your house and yep. display them on your on your screen. Yeah, that would be fun. I could see that getting violent, like a game of, you ever been in a really wicked game of spoons? Yes, you know, I have. Where, where it gets, you know, like there's blood drawn because people yes. are grabbing the spoons. I could see like that happening with with our eighth graders. I but, always got in trouble playing spoons because I had nails. Oh. And so <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't deliberately necessarily, but I would take some people out during spoons yeah. when I was a teenager. It was pretty serious. My move was always to go. And just smack the table, and then everybody flinches and goes crazy. That was always the fun spoons move. Like a... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I love that. Can you can you send that out through Instagram? Send out like a like a Yeah. A yeah, a little question. I will send out a suggestion box, a virtual suggestion box for virtual game night ideas. Okay. You had mentioned silver linings and um one of the silver linings, I don't know if this is going to be a good one, but something that we're going to start seeing over the next couple of weeks, and if this extends even longer, we are surely going to see this. And um, note that I said silver linings, older people. Mm. I don't know if you know this, young folks, but there are many, many older folks that t- tend to dye their hair and their beards. And with a lot of the services like hair salons and... Um, you know, the place that you get your hair cut not being available, we are going to see the true color of some people's hair. So those people that, that don't um, dye their hair at home, we might start to see some silver streaks. And that will be interesting. 
Um, the other thing is just haircuts in general. My boys needed a haircut really bad before this whole thing went down. And yesterday I uh, decided to get my beard clippers and I had to at least clean up their neck, their uh, ears. And holy cow, it looked like a lawnmower went through there. Just just jagged Z's and just cut the heck out of their the back of their neck. You should I should take a picture of that and put it on Instagram. Um, it was so it's so bad. It's so did you bad. have so you didn't have like a guard on it or well the, I did but the guard didn't work so I had to take the guard off to like get oh, any no. hair cut so like if Beck would, Beck would move his head a little bit it would go and oh it is so choppy and they're they they had like these um these sideburns going. And I tried to line them up the best I could, but one of them is like way too high above the ear and one of them is oh, like gosh. too low. And I'm wondering what kind of haircuts we're going to start seeing in a few weeks. Um, I just want you to know you made one mistake. What? You didn't put a bowl on their head. <laughs> that gives you the line. That's really what you needed to do. <laughs> I'm not going to resort to that. Uh, <laughs> it, we'll see how this goes. I think we're just going to have to buzz cut them. I think that's oh, what's going to happen. It's gonna Everybody's happen. getting a summer cut. You're right. Yeah. You, you guys always make fun of my bald head, but hey, I knew what I was doing. I was prepared for this. Well, I am a little offended that you mentioned older people and their true hair color, but my mother-in-law is so funny. She said, well, I'll be getting some root spray. <laughs> you know, like you just spray on there. She yeah. said, I'll just hope it doesn't rain. Because <laughs> that'll be running. Mm -hmm. I know. I guess it's a good time to just let your silver lining show. Right. Absolutely. This might be the time. The this other thing. Be the time that Mrs. Weibel's silver shows. I, I didn't say I didn't say anything about that. I just. That's okay. Oh. So the other thing, the, these are just kind of funny things as I go through these days and they're starting to run together. But as I go through these days, I start to observe people's behavior and what's going on. And a, a, a friend of ours, um, a family friend, they have, um, uh, you know, mom, dad, and they have three kids and the kids are, you know, 12, 14 and 18. And they decided to do a rotation for cooking dinner. And uh, my friend Jay, uh, the dad, he is not a chef and not a cook. So it was his turn. So he turned to, of course, the, 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 the company that's making the most money right now, and that's Jack's Pizza. Um, he put in a Jack's Pizza, but he, oh, didn't, yeah. he didn't know you had to take the cardboard out. So he cooked the Jack's Pizza with oh the gosh. cardboard in there. And the whole oven started smoking and the whole house smelled like burnt cardboard. And yeah, just a disaster. So this is so relevant to me right now for two reasons. I just want you to know these, both of these reasons. Number one, I actually ate a Jack's pizza for dinner tonight. There you go. That was my dinner tonight. Jack's pizza. We buy them in bulk. Like we'll buy like four pizzas when we go to the store. All Jack's cause they're cheap and they're yep. pretty good little pizzas anyway. Oh yeah. So that's the first way. Second, when I was a kid, I volunteered to make dinner for my family and cook a pizza. And I also cooked a pizza on the cardboard. <laughs> you did. 
I did. I did 100% true story and <laughs> we couldn't eat it and it smelled terrible and I felt awful and I'll never forget that. But just, just let Jay know that he's not the only one. Right. I'm sure there's a lot of that going on. Yes. We should probably give these students, these listeners, a little challenge. Um, first of all, we are still collecting songs to put together for our positive playlist that we talked about on Friday. So that is one challenge that I would love to hear from you on. I'll try to put a poll out for that as well this week. We want to hear from you. Just make them appropriate, clean versions of the, your uplifting songs. I gotten two, two so far. So thank you to Maddie Hausman and uh, Nathan Andre Lindy. I got two uh, well, Nate sent me a playlist and Maddie sent me a couple of songs and they were fantastic. So thank you for, to both of you, uh, but keep them coming. Go ahead, Mrs. Weber. And then the other one, um, I want to hear your suggestions for virtual game night. What are some things you think would work with people using Zoom or some sort of um, internet platform with your friends? What type of virtual game could you play? So I'd like to hear from you on that too. And also, please, please send us questions you would like us to answer, topics you want us to cover. We really want to hear from you. Yeah, it, it is it is strange uh, missing my students. Beck said earlier today, he says, do you like staying home all the time? And I, and I had to be honest with him. I said, it's nice to be with you, buddy, but I do miss teaching. And he goes, you miss going to school? And I said, I actually do miss going to school. So uh, that's sincere. I'm not making that up. It's um, it's uh, kind of lonely and, and not seeing your faces and hearing your jokes and all that is, uh, yeah, it's tough. It's getting tougher. Absolutely. And if we don't hear from you, the popsicle sticks are coming out and we're just going to be calling you. So <laughs> hope your name doesn't get drawn. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right on. Well, we will be back on Friday. We'd love to hear from you between now and then and enjoy your week. Take care of yourselves, everybody.